are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locks On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles, to my photos, and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Scott Cullen of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the podcast today. We're breaking down the D-backs fantasy MVP, sleeper, bus, guys to watch out for next season. How high will the first D-backs player go next year and next year's draft? So we got a whole bunch I want to talk about today with Scott Cullen of Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. But remember, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the D-backs action. And if you want to know when I'm going live, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 from my personal account, or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Just type in Locked on Diamondbacks in the little Twitter search bar or Instagram search bar. Now, let's jump right into the podcast with Scott Cullen of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. All right, Locked on D-backs fans, it's been a minute. I don't think we've talked to him since the start of the fantasy season, the start of the baseball season. That's the one and only expert here for Locked on Fantasy Baseball. It is it is Scott Cullen. Scott, say what's up to the listeners. It's been a long time, my man. Hey, hey, what's up, Arizona? Yeah, what's up? The season for the D-backs have not gone, of course, the way they wanted to. But maybe the fantasy season, Scott, has been better to them than the regular season, the real season. Because uh, that's why we brought you on to talk today. We're doing a little award show, a semi-award show. We're going to be talking about D-backs, fantasy MVPs, D-backs, fantasy bus sleepers for next season. And then we're going to do a, a more broad topic talking about the overall fantasy awards for this season. But let's first start with the D-backs, Scott. And right now, uh, we could start with MVP, but I feel like you got to end with MVP. That's where, uh, that that's usually how you want, you want to end it with that hammer. So I just want to first ask you, <laughs> do you think, yeah, you got to end it with that, that big award. So I first want to ask you, Scott, do you think the D-backs were a fantasy relevant team this season? Were there players, were, did they have more than one player that you could turn to and be like, hey, let me go pick up this D-backs player this week and throw him in my lineup? Um. Oh, in no. general, no, they were not a relevant <laughs> team. That that, and I know that hurts. Um, look, uh, Cattell Marte when he was healthy was mm-hmm. was relevant. Uh, if, if you're in a two catcher league, Carson Kelly had some <laughs> had some moments for you. Uh, Eduardo Escobar had a little bit of pop before he got he got moved out. But and, and you know what? And Madison Bumgarner kind of had two stretches uh, mm-hmm. of the season. Right there was a, a kind of late April into May, and then uh, July into August where he had you know, six or seven starts in each of those stretches that were really good. And if you happen to catch him in those moments, you know, good for you. Uh, but overall, uh, he wasn't a fantasy asset. And I mean, there just, there weren't enough consistent uh, hitters uh, to really count as assets, you know, like the, the, there was, I guess, little bits of value to be found, but uh, that it was, it was kind of slim pickings this year. 
Yeah, I think that was the kind of overall theme with the D-backs in terms of fantasy. They had a lot of dudes that you could pick up for maybe three three weeks at a time. Like you said, a bum garner. Yeah. He had two good stretches. Merrill Kelly, he had like a little 10-pitch yep. yep. start there where you're like, this dude's giving me 25 points every week. Ketel Marte, he's been a stud every time he's playing. He just played basically half the season. That was his yep. only issue. Carson yep. Kelly, those first month and a half, two months, I mean, I had him every day in my lineup. The dude was carrying me that first month, that mm-hmm. month, month and a half of the season. So, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing with the D-backs. They had a lot of dudes that you could pick up for three weeks at a time and no one you want to keep in your lineup every day. And the only player they probably had like that that you wanted in your lineup every day, they traded at the deadline. Eduardo Escobar is <laughs> probably the only guy there. So how much did that hurt the D-backs fantasy prospects when you saw Escobar go at the deadline? Because it seems like he was the only dude outside of a Ketel Marte that you want in your lineup every day. Yeah, and, and that's... I mean, this doesn't come as a massive surprise. I'm pretty sure when we talked at the start of the year, we we were we were noting how how thin uh, the prospects were uh, when you're looking for for fantasy uh, sources, I guess, on the Diamondbacks. And, and <laughs> really, it was uh, when it comes to the bats, it was kind of like, okay, Marte is the one guy you would hang your hat on, and and then you could kind of cross your fingers and hope in a few other spots. And I, I don't know that any of those other spots really panned out. Uh, and then you know, pitching. Uh, you know the 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 thing that I, I had noticed, right? That if you go through the the rotation uh, of the Diamondbacks, they basically have a bunch of guys in the ERA in the in the mid fours, you <laughs> yeah. know, give, give or take a little bit, uh, one one way, which is sort of uh, among bad teams, it's kind of an adequate pitching staff. Like you know, when you compare it to a team like the Orioles, where they have like they have John Means, who's pretty good, and then four guys who have ERAs over six, right? Like there there's a real, you know disaster zone for some starting rotations where where you're getting uh, some really kind of awful pitchers and i don't think the diamondbacks have that um you know the, the 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 low end for them isn't quite as bad as some of the other teams problem is for fantasy purposes you're looking at the top end and, and you just you couldn't find enough there this year yeah, that's interesting because Taylor Widener, he was fantasy relevant probably mm. those first few starts he had yeah. to begin the season before he got hurt. Luke Weaver, I, I, if you started Luke Weaver any point this season, shouts out to you because that dude is super <laughs> inconsistent. I know Zach yeah. Gallon's probably a big disappointment this year, but he was in and out the lineup mm-hmm. too. Injuries, it was definitely not the best Zach Gallon, but was, that was probably the pitcher you wanted the most from this D-back Oh, for staff. sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the dude has been a stud, but... It was definitely a disappointing season from Zach Allen. Even when he was healthy, he just wasn't the same guy on the mound. Yeah. And, and you know, we, I mean, again, back to what we were talking about before the season, he was the one pitcher that you could look at and go, okay, well, this is a guy who not only, you know, should be fantasy relevant, he has a chance to be a star. You know, the, the early numbers on Zach Allen were, were really strong. And so you could, you could, you know, you, you don't have to squint too hard to think of, oh, yeah, Zach Gallon could be uh, a guy who is, you know, top 20 pitcher, top 10 pitcher even, uh, based on, on what he had done before this season. Well, now, um, you know, <laughs> you're not you're not feeling that way, you know, when he goes 3-10 and 10 with an ERA of 4.37. Uh, you know, it's not it's not a total loss. Like, uh, it, it's certainly a disappointing year. But he had 10.2, he had 10.2 strikeouts per nine. Like, it, one of the things that I, you know, I... I worry about is, is if a guy can miss bats or not. And, you know, even if all the other numbers aren't great, if you're getting your strikeouts, uh, I, I sort of, I I continue to have hope that, uh, things will work out. I mean, look, you know, I'm, uh, I would look at a guy like Robbie Ray, uh, who, you know, last year, um, between Arizona and Toronto, he, he was walking 7.8 batters per nine innings. Like he was lost. 
uh, and, and then, but one of the reasons that, you know, the Blue Jays took a shot on Ray uh, is because he, he was still missing bats. You know, he could still strike out 11 or 12 uh, per nine innings and, and it would just be a matter of, okay, can you get, uh, you know, get the walks down to a manageable number? And they did. Uh, I mean, he's had um, 2.3 walks per nine uh, this season, which is a career low for him. Uh, but, and so in the case of Gallon, not that he has, he doesn't have Robbie Ray walk issues, but he is missing bats still. Uh, at 10.2 strikeouts per nine. And so I, I would kind of look at, you know, yes, this season was disappointing for, uh, for Gallon, but I, I think that, you know, maybe that becomes a potential source of value uh, when you're heading towards next season. Scott and I will continue our fantasy conversation, but this episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Lockdown Diamondbacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on Dimebacks podcast through our Green Room conversations. Be sure to join me this week as I'll be hosting a room after the D-backs win on Sunday. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Miller Thomas to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week after the D-backs win. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the D-backs. See you there, Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. get back into the pod Mm, that'll be interesting to watch and yeah Robbie Ray is gonna be one of the names to one of my categories later in the podcast (laughs) so he will come up again but yeah like you said Gallon still missing bats and also matters like the way your league is scored for my league I think I had strikeouts as like a little extra added bonus and of course if you give up home runs I think I have that as an added negative bonus so if Mm -hmm. your guy can strike out dudes and not give up the home runs that's a big boost so I think Zach Allen was at least good in that area like you said 10 strikeouts per nine innings and he didn't give up a ton of home runs he still gave up some on the year I'm looking now he gave up 17 home runs so maybe maybe more than what you should have done uh, this season. But, hey, we're throwing this season away for the D-backs. They were 50 wins. We're trying to get that number one pick. Hopefully the Orioles could sneak out a win to end the season here. But when talking about Zach Gallon, 
I mean, my bold prediction entering the season for the D-backs pod was Zach Allen was going to finish like top five in Cy Young voting and he wasn't going to finish five. I thought this dude was going to be pretty high in Cy Young voting based off what I've seen early in his career, the first couple of seasons with the D-backs. And of course, it didn't happen. I think a lot of that could be because of injuries and some other factors. But when you look at the biggest fantasy bust for the D-backs, of course, you could give it to a guy like Zach Allen, but I'm going to kind of take him out this discussion. A guy like Ketel Marte, I'm going to take him out too just because those guys missed so many games this year and I I want to be more performance-based than injury-based. Like when we do our category later, biggest bust, Mm -hmm. I don't want to really put a Mike Trout or like a glass now in there just because they, they, they were balling when they were healthy. They just missed too many games so for the d-backs you could go with a zach allen if you want but who do you think was the biggest bust from the d-backs this season I have a different answer but, than gallon okay well if we're taking zach gallon out of it because he, he would be my answer just because mm-hmm. because there were very few d-backs that you really had to invest in <laughs> yeah uh, like early like you would have had to use a relatively early pick to get zach allen Cattell Marte is another one but a lot of the other d-backs you were picking relatively uh later anyway um, and so I, I kind of feel like, you know, what, whatever, um, you know, whatever disappointment was there, uh, isn't, you know, relatively, isn't that big a deal. You know, I, like I would look at a guy like, you know, Christian Walker didn't have the most productive year. Um, you know, he's a guy that I would kind of expect to hit, you know, 25 home runs. Now he also missed a bunch of time. And, and I think it's, it's tough looking at, uh, Arizona's lineup. And, and if you want to say, well, who was the disappointment who wasn't injured? Well, <laughs> yeah there's not not much there i mean like nick ahmed has, has hit better than he did <laughs> you know uh than he did this season i mean he, he's one of the few guys who's played more than 120 games uh and so that that's kind of the the tough spot i guess for um when you're trying to find a, a bust on the diamondbacks is one you didn't come into the season with huge expectations for a lot of guys uh and then if you if you remove the injury aspect well now you know you're really in a, in a pretty thin crop of uh, characters to be considered the most disappointing. All right. I'm changing the rules. Guy. <laughs> We're throwing the injury in because I'm looking at Gallon. He's he made 22 starts. That's a decent yeah. enough sample size because the guy I am picking the guys that you just mentioned in Christian Walker, who has yeah. been hurt a little bit too, but he's played 110 games. And the thing with Christian Walker, I was telling anyone who's in fantasy baseball, go get this guy late in your draft because yeah. he's going to be a first baseman. Like you said, I thought he was going to bat around 275, get you 25 to 30 home runs, be 80 plus RBIs and just be solid contributor. He yeah. was one of the hardest hitting guys on the D backs. Those last two seasons, 2020, 2019. And this season, I mean, Outside of the injuries, he's been awful when he's been on the field. The power has absolutely evaporated Christian Walker, and yeah. the power wasn't there that last season either, but the hard contact numbers still told you a story that even though the home runs aren't there, the power and the hard hitting is still there. But that's not the same that's not the same this season that hasn't carried over the power the hard hitting numbers they've all gone down so for me i think i'm gonna have to go with christian walker as my bust of the d-back season but if you go with zach allen i can't blame you for that one yeah well, that that that's it is i i i had kind of committed to the bid on zach allen that <laughs> because i i he was a guy that you would have had to take so much earlier um and so it made the disappointment even even greater now Mm-hmm. let's move off the bus uh, you know that that's a little bit of a more negative topic let's talk about something more fun a uh, potential for next season and if you have to look at this d-backs roster of course i mean it, it, you're, you're it's a lot of bones and 
bare bones and not a lot of sexy names on there. Of course, Ketel Martin, Zach Allen's we've been discussing. But when you look at some of those younger names, maybe the sleepers of the D-backs, is there anyone you got your eye on maybe next year as a potential breakout candidate to really get the D-backs fans excited for fantasy? Well, I, I have hopes, I guess, for Dalton Varsho. Um, okay and like i mean this is he's probably had hopes coming into this season too and then at least started he he started to to show something uh this year right that uh when you looked at his minor league numbers uh i think it was pretty fair to expect that varsho could be uh yeah uh, a really productive bat and i mean the the kind of uh you know golden ticket that he has for fantasy is that he has catcher eligibility uh is that you know if, if you're you've have a pulse and can swing the bat a little bit uh, and have catcher eligibility, then that, that gives you some appeal uh, for fantasy. And so Varsho having that, um, you know, might give him a, a little bonus. Uh, but I, I thought, you know, he didn't, I mean, he didn't have a monster year by, by any stretch, but uh, started to, you know, show some power and, and look like uh, what you were, what you had seen before that uh, this indication that yes, Dalton Varsho could be, you know, a legit major league hitter um, that does seem to kind of have started on it on its path. And so I, I, I would like to see, you know, Varsho and I guess in, in some ways, part of the reason that he, he still gets to be a sleeper is that he didn't accumulate huge numbers uh, this year. I mean, his OPS is 775, which is that's a little bit encouraging, but he had like 11 home runs hit 247 because, you know, he didn't play that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that's kind of why Varsho is is one who I would kind of you're probably not going to have to go super early in your draft to get him. Uh, but, you know, there's a chance that uh, he's on the upswing here and could, um, you know, take take another step forward uh, offensively. And, and like I say, if he has catcher eligibility, that uh, that makes him a lot more appealing. Scott and I will wrap up our fantasy conversation, but did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate. There's more and more flavors than I can even count. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because all their flavors are good. It's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it's low calorie, low sugar, but high protein and high fiber. That's great for a guy like me because after this pod, I'm going to work out. I also have a sweet tooth, but it's okay because Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that meeting a candy bar when in reality i'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie low in sugar and high in protein and high in fiber as i have already said because that's how great the built bar is and if you want your own just go to built.com use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your first order promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com Let's wrap up the pod. No, you hit the nail on the head, Scott, because Varsho, I think, is the only right answer for this category <laughs> because with him, it's not really – you can't really look at the overall number if you have to split his season up. If you yeah, look yeah. at the first half for a second half, it's night and day, you know, the old cliche for Dalton Varsho. In the first half, the first 35 games he played in the first half, batted 143, 464 OPS. The dude was barely <laughs> playable. You, you, you couldn't yeah. use him in fantasy. That dude yeah, should have yeah. been on the waiver wires. But in the second half of the season, in 54 games, so a bigger sample size than the first half, he's batting 297, where 925 OPS. And he's got 10 home runs. He's got uh, 29 RBIs. He only had one home run in that first half. He has yeah, 10 yeah. home runs in the second half with five stolen bases. So he's going to end the year with 
around 12, 13 home runs and maybe close to double digit stolen bases. And so he's the guy I'm beating the drum for for next season that he has yeah. to be in the lineup every day, not just for fantasy purposes, but for if the yeah, D-backs for, want to compete for, next for, season. For real Diamondbacks purposes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For real Diamondbacks purposes, I don't know how the outfield is going to shake up. I don't know how they want to do playing time. But Dalton Varsho, this second half of the season, I think has been the second best D-backs position player behind Ketel Marte. And when you look at that power, when you look at his athleticism, his speed, he can do a, a little bit of everything. The D-backs... After that Escobar trade, I don't think they're going to end the season with a dude cracking 15 home runs, which is absolutely ridiculous to think about in the modern baseball where you have teams with five, six dudes. I mean, the Dodgers have bench players with 30 home runs. The D-backs are not going to have a dude with 15 home runs on the active roster come the end of the season. So Dalton Varsho next season could easily be an 18-18 2020 kind of guy and mm-hmm. i need to see see him in the lineup every day because not only does he offer the most upside of any position player outside of a ketel Marte, he's fun to watch and i think he could be a huge steal in fantasy next season yeah and and you know to the the i mean all your points are, are bang on especially the the split oh, thank you scott uh, well but <laughs> but um the fact that his his overall numbers uh still you know because of that terrible start yeah i think i think that that helps kind of suppress his value that that you know somebody who who's looking mm. at the stats and looks at the overall and goes eh, you know th- those overall numbers aren't great but as you say there's a huge uh, difference there in the splits yeah he's gonna definitely be in a diamond a diamond in the rough and as the locked on d-backs host i'm probably gonna be the <laughs> homer that takes him uh, way higher than anybody else but hopefully it, it comes back around to for good fortune for me but there was some someone in my fantasy league that was drafting like nick ahmed in like the fifth round and, like rojas and like the sixth round they, big d-backs fans uh, <laughs> optimistic <playing>. group oh <laughs> uh, yeah so i dalton varsha might be gone by like the third round if i play with those people again so we'll see what happens there uh i was gonna ask you more more philosophical D-backs question, but let's get to the big time award real quick. And this one's probably easy to answer for the D-backs. The MVP. Maybe it's not that easy to answer because as you said, a lot of dudes in and out that lineup. So maybe you got a different answer than me, Scott, but we probably both got the same answer. Who's your MVP of the D-backs this season? Well, I'm going to, I'm probably pulling a surprise here. I, okay. I'm i going with Rojas. Um, okay. Yeah, you did. Surprise because, um, and, th- and this is kind of in the, uh, opposite vein of the bust is that Rojas you could have got you know off waivers could have got him in the last round of your draft um and he's been an entirely serviceable uh middle infielder uh you know not not huge value not uh you know not not like some guy who's made a a massive difference uh but I think relative to where you would have had to take him he's been decent uh and and so I I know that that's exactly the, the sexiest but the fact that Cattell Marte um you know, played 84 games, uh, you know, he's basically missed half a season. Uh, and, 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 you know, you would have, you would have had to take Marte relatively early. Uh, and, and so I think in, in terms of the fantasy MVP, I think Rojas probably provided the best value. Rojas was an interesting answer, Scott. I didn't know you're going to go there. I do like Rojas. He's probably my favorite D-back or second favorite D-back between him or Dalton Varsho. I love his swag, so I don't mind that. I kind of <laughs> went with the cop-out answer. I don't care if he's only played. Let me see exactly how many games he's played. I went with Ketel Marte. Even though he's only <laughs> played 84 games, his still his traditional numbers are still 
Mm-hmm. I think he's got better numbers than Rojas across the board, even though Rojas has played like 50 more games than him. And that's the case with pretty much all the D-backs players. Like Kit Paven Smith, you, Christian Walker, you match up Kittel Marte's numbers with anyone on the team. And they, he's pretty much done better than them in like 50 less games. So the fact that even though he's only played half the season, whenever he's been in your lineup, he's probably been a top three position player for you uh, throughout the season. I know he's carried my team through the championship. He got hot with uh, a little power surge his last couple months here. So I, I have a huge soft spot in my heart for Kenta Marte, <laughs> but I got a quick honorable mention on this one, which is, I didn't know who you were going to say, but my other one that I debated was actually, I'm kind of scared to say, but Merrill Kelly, which sounds kind of disgusting as your fantasy MVP, <laughs> but there was like, he was healthy the whole year. He goes yeah. deep into every ball game and he didn't give up more than five earned runs until like his, like, uh, until like the, this, uh, until like the month of August, like this dude was yeah. not giving up. Like he kind of had a floor. Like you, you knew you weren't gonna get absolutely shelled by Merrill Kelly. He could go deep into a ball game. Then he had that little like eight nine pitch start stretch where he was giving up uh, barely any runs. He had like a two nine year rate during that time. He was getting you like twenty plus fantasy points. So that was my other answer. If I didn't go with Kento Marte, it's kind of sad to say Merrill Kelly, the MVP of your fantasy season, but. <laughs> That's where we are with a, a 50 and 110 D-backs team, Scott. Uh, there you it, go, right? A, yeah, it's not the best. So, so one more question about the D-backs before we make it to a broader overall fantasy discussion. But when you're looking at next year's draft in the 10 to 12 team normal standard league, I don't even know where you're considered mm-hmm. standard league in baseball because it's like PPR in football. I guess they don't really have like some fancy term in fancy baseball. So we'll just say standard league. Mm-hmm. How high do you think the first D-backs player goes off the board is it like a Ketel Martin the third a Zach Allen in the fourth or fifth round like how high based off early projections if you have any Scott do you think well, a D-backs player could go next season yeah like it, it I, I think it has to be Marte um, who, who goes highest and I think my 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 initial guess would be he's probably still a top 50 player um, because you like you say when you see the numbers um this season they're still they're still productive on a per game basis uh and i guess you know people will devalue something based on injury risk i suppose uh but i think overall uh you're going to look and and see a guy who hit hit 320 and has power and um you know there's obvious value there so i i'm I'm probably looking Marte about the fourth round um and and then there might be a there might be a bit of a drop uh, before you get to somebody else uh, for the Diamondbacks. Like I, I think Gallon is a, a bit of a sleeper for next year. You know, given his uh, his numbers this year, um, but you know because he's a sleeper, that means you're not you're not going to be having to use an early pick on him. You should be able to get him. You know, I think closer to like the tenth round. Yeah, and I think. The Q rating with Ketel Marte, I feel like his perception around the league is pretty high. I mean, you don't understand how many crossovers I do with lockdown hosts where they're like, hey, what kind of package do I need to go to Ketel Marte <laughs> next season? It's like, dude, just stop asking me. Ketel Marte's locked up for like two, three more years. Like, we have him under control. Like, he's not going anywhere. I love Ketel Marte. Let's give him the max. But uh, <laughs> yeah. when you look at his position eligibility, he's got that second base, that outfield. And I feel 